different challenges in our lives. They are hard to overcome, but um, they are very useful for us because uh, they make us stronger. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz, and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 245 people participated in this project for Ukraine. From the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group, to the vice chancellor of the UGCC Church, to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, United World College, Harvard, and the London School of Economics to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. So if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future and join the Telegram channel, Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai. And top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places. Because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, We will break the stereotypes together. We will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people. And this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Katerina Havrichuk. Kate is a Ukraine Global Scholars finalist of 2021 in Agents of Change 2019 alumna 
Eklitschko Foundation School of Success 2018 alumna and the Ukrainian Leadership Academy 2021-2022 student. Her passion is adventures. That's why she wants to study physics and math because she dreams of traveling to Mars. She likes reading, running, and dancing. Originally from Kiev, Kate wants to be a scientist in the future and to make high-quality scientific films in Ukraine. She loves pizza, seafood, Ukrainian traditional dishes, and tasty oranges. Her favorite quote is, Good timber does not grow with ease. The stronger the wind, the stronger the trees. Kate, how are you today? Uh, I'm fine uh, and maybe inspired. Yeah. Thank you. I love that. So tell me, what is the meaning of inspiration or feeling inspired for you in your own Kate 2003 dictionary? (laughs) Um, Maybe inspiration is um, more about um, desire to do something and about that mood when you feel that you can do everything and when you want to do something and when you feel that you have a dream and you want to follow it. Wow, that was in so many directions. I loved it. So it's a feeling that you have a dream and that you want to take action towards it and that you're capable of doing anything and that you have the energy to do whatever in order to get to your goals and big dreams, correct? Um, yeah. Thank you. And in this way, are you more of a dreamer or an action-taking practical girl? Um, I think I'm somewhere in the middle. Um, so I like dreaming a lot. And also I think that there is like no sense in dreaming when you do nothing. So it's important to have big dreams and at the same time do something to achieve them. Thank you. And how did you become a dreamer? Or were you just as a little girl daydreaming, reading books and imagining yourself in the different adventures and scenes? Or is it at some point you realized you had potential and unlimited untapped resources and you began dreaming in many ways or what is the background story of Kate the dreamer oh (laughs) I think uh, I was born as a dreamer I don't know I just feel that I had been dreaming during the whole my life and I'm like still dreaming a lot and it's important to me to mm, believe in something and to have a kind of uh, like point somewhere in the future that I want to go to and that I want to achieve and it makes me feel happy maybe and that's why I really need dreaming and that's why it's important for me. Thank you. So having a point in the future you're going towards is really important in your life and therefore to ask you, do you have a tendency to work too hard and sacrifice the happiness now in order to arrive to that goal? Or do you take measures in order to enjoy the journey, to see the beauty in every moment, to have some downtime and recharging moments on your way there? 
Um, I think there is no sense in goal or a dream uh, if it doesn't make you happy, uh, like during the way to this dream. So um, I think it's very important to enjoy that way to your dream. And I usually try to do so. Um, and I do whatever I can to enjoy each moment and to um, like feel uh, each step and um, take uh, an inspiration from each little um, little win. And um, I think it's important like to enjoy uh, all the way to your dream and not to work so hard that you don't notice anything around you. Thank you. So to remember to enjoy everything on your way to your dream and that it makes no sense to do otherwise, correct? Kind of that. I just believe that uh, dreams uh, are not about uh, like working very hard and um, feeling unhappy. It's more about working very hard, but be happy because you do what you like and because you do what you love. Um, and that's why uh, like dreams exist at all. Um, and it's the main goal of dreams, if I can say so. <laughs> Thank you. And how do you know you're doing what you love? Is it an emotion? Is it an inner voice that tells you that? How do you verify it's not something that comes from society or from others that have conditioned you, for example, to believe it's the right dream? How do you know it is the right dream and how does it feel? Honestly, I don't know. Um, usually I just do everything and uh, try different things and then I just understand um, if I like it or not and if I want to spend more time doing this or not. And that's all. <laughs> Thank you. And to verify this, are you a moody kind of girl or do you have a stable mood? What I mean is you said if you like it or you don't like it. Well, does your mood change where, for example, depending on your mood, you might like something or not. And therefore, you're not really sure whether you like it or you are doing it at the right time. Or you have more of a stable mood and therefore you can rely on this observation? Uh, interesting question. Um, I don't have stable mood, but usually um, I try to control my feelings. And when I understand that, um, like that feeling of maybe um, being overwhelmed or, I don't know, anxiety, uh, if it caused by um, like my mood and, and other, other events in my life, but not... Um, that what I'm doing and when I understand that for example I'm I don't know reading a book and um I don't like the process of reading and I understand that book is very interesting but um I don't like it not because it's uh, boring but because I'm in a bad mood and then um I understand that like it's not a fault of that book and I need like to to work with myself and to try to I don't know maybe change something talk to someone um, maybe do something with my feelings um, but it doesn't mean that I don't like what I was doing it just means that uh, my mood was not the best for this uh, type of work and that's all thank you I like your awareness and you said you try to control your emotions. Why? Um, 
maybe it's not about controlling of emotions, but about understanding what I feel. So usually when I feel that something goes wrong, I just try to ask myself what's going on and what I feel. And then it helps me to understand um, what's going on inside um, inside of me and in my mind. And um, then I can do something and make a decision. Thank you. And during our conversation, you said it makes no sense to twice, which is a very logical way of speaking. Do you believe that the world makes sense or that we need to believe that the world makes sense in order to not feel overwhelmed and freak out? I believe that world have, has a sense. Um, so I, I can't say that it, it doesn't. <laughs> But also I think that it's very important for people to believe in something not because um, like it's not true and they just imagine something to believe in something. Um, when you really like um, when you have something uh, that you believe in like with your whole heart, then it's easier for you to um, to maybe to change something in the world and to go somewhere and to um, understand what is your dream and what is your goal and achieve it. Um, so I think it's really important to um, believe in something and maybe sometimes people really like imagine something for themselves but then if they really believe in that it's uh, that things they come true and they are not unreal thank you and how does this relate to becoming a scientist <laughs> as i said i just like adventures um i think science is very interesting sphere because um, it helps people to understand more about our world and about like what we are doing here and what we can do here and how we can make our lives better. And that's why I'm really interested in science um, because it's full of curiosity and it full, it's full of adventures and full of something new and I really like new things. That's why I really want to, mm, to work with science, to um, learn physics, math, other, um, other sci sciences. Um, and I think it's very interesting. And I like it. That's why I really want to work with it. Because as I said, it's very important to like what you're doing. I agree 100%. And what is the meaning of science for you? Um, hmm. In my opinion, science is like um, a special, I don't know, tool maybe that humanity create, created um, for themselves like to understand the world. So it's, it's not an object and we can like imagine it, but um, it's something that help, helps us to understand another things. So um, yeah, it's really kind of tool, I don't know. Thank you. And what is the relationship between science and truth? I think um, all scientists are trying to find the truth, but not their own truth, not something they believe in, but more like general truths, like facts. And that's the main point, maybe. Thank you. But actually, the definition of science is not at all facts. 
but it's theories that have not been disproved yet until a better theory comes. So in many ways, science is about making sense in a way that is temporary until something else comes because there is no possibility in science to know facts because we only have probability of like up to 95% confidence to say whatever we say because there is a difference between how people explain and define science and how scientists explain it. Scientists never say fact. They never say this is. They say probably it appears to be up until this point. The best knowledge we have is that the unproven theory, we presume, we assume, we ask for more, (laughs) you know, studies, whatever it is. Well, in cinema and movies, science is like glorified in a way oh, we found the truth about X, Y, Z, but it's not really. It's in many ways, whatever we have known up until this point, this is what we think is useful. (laughs) That's why it's a theory. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it sounds pretty interesting, and I agree with you. Um, But also it means that facts don't exist at all. And, and I like it, I think. Um, but also it means that um, maybe it's a kind of, uh, I don't know, scientist nature. So they are very curious and that's why they can't stop themselves on like one point and they always want to know more. And we can't know everything. That's why there won't be facts anywhere in time. And um, yeah, I really think that there is like no 100% like um, facts, but um, we can say a lot of things and we can like develop our technologies and develop our outlook and develop our understanding of life. And it really helps humanity. And I think it's great and it's worth it, in my opinion. Thank you. And you love new things, correct? Um, yeah. Why? Hmm. I think I don't like, um, like doing the same things every day. And that's why uh, I really appreciate when I have a chance to learn something new. And it makes me a little bit happier when I understand that I um, didn't know it yesterday, but I know it now. And it means that I'm like better now that uh, it's my process of development. And also, I don't know, it's maybe it's just um, kind of curiosity. I want to know more, and that's why I'm interested in new things, in new experience. Thank you. And I will ask an evil question just to make sure I understand you correctly. If you had a choice between either knowing new things every day forever, but not feeling any new emotions, or feeling new emotions every day without learning anything new, which one would you choose? Hmm. I've never thought about emotions as about something that is not like permanent and that is changing too. 
That's why it's pretty interesting to think about it now. I'm not sure, but maybe I would choose to have like to learn something new every day, but um, to have the same emotions. Um, I think I like that emotion that I like feel now, <laughs> and I don't want any new emotions. And in my opinion, new emotions are also created by like new experience. That's why um, there is only one way to like to um, feel new emotion, and this way is to learn something new. And it's um, strange, but there is like no way how to combine these two things. <laughs> Well, that's why I ask that hypothetical question. And to make sure, are you an emotional kind of girl? And I don't mean a crybaby who's always making drama, but I mean that you feel a lot of emotions, you're sensitive to emotions, and emotions are really important for you. Um, I think emotions are important for me, but I can't say that I'm really emotional so um as i said usually i try to understand what i feel and it helps me um it helps me not to be a slave of my emotions so i like kind of can control them but also when i wanna like feel happiness for example and when there is a lot of reasons to feel happiness and when i want to feel like happy i am happy and um like it really depends on emotions, um, but I think that like I can't control all of my emotions, and it's very important to feel them and to understand them, but I'm not sure that I'm really emotional girl. Thank you. And tell me about curiosity. <laughs> what would you like to know? <laughs> I want to know what is the meaning of curiosity what does it add to your life and is it more emotional or intellectual in its essence i understand this curiosity about knowledge but that nature of the thing the emotion the feeling of curiosity is it an emotional drive or an intellectual thirst i think curiosity is more about like desire to ask questions and that's why i can say that it's only intellectual thing um, because uh, you need some emotion to want to ask question however i also can say that it's only emotional thing because you need to understand something and you need to um, want to know something to to ask questions that's why, in my opinion, there is no sense in like um, considering curiosity as uh, only one thing, um, emotional or intellectual. In my opinion, it's like both. And curiosity is like combination of desire to know more and to feel more. Thank you. And you said you're not really emotional and you control your emotions and you try to understand them. Well, do you have something that many of the Ukrainian girls who I've interviewed said that they can be feeling good, feeling emotions inside, but their faces are very serious poker faces where sometimes someone might see them and say, why is that girl so angry? Or 
uh, why is that girl so serious, but she doesn't even feel that way? Is that your situation or are you expressive in your emotions? Um, it's not my situation now, but it was kind of my situation because like, uh, I don't know when exactly, but several years ago, um, uh, people said to me that I like look really serious uh, and um, and I was not serious. I was just thinking. And usually when I'm thinking about something, I don't smile. And that's why I look, I look really serious. Um, but um, now I can say that I smile a lot. And that's why people always think that I'm very happy, even if I'm not very happy. Um, however, when I'm really deep in thinking about something, in that thinking process, uh, I still look really serious. <laughs> yeah. So how did you solve it? Did you decide to practice smiling all the time until it became a habit? Or anytime you exit the house, you remind yourself, Kate, smile, Kate, smile, or how do you do well, it? No, uh, I think I just like smiling. And I understand that it makes me a little bit happier and it makes uh, like my parents a little bit happier, my friends a little bit happier um, and other people who surround me. And that's why I think um, it's a very good idea to smile. Um, not always smile, but smile a lot, um, especially if it m makes you happy. Thank you. And tell me, what is the deep meaning of that favorite quote that you have for you that the, you know, the stronger the wind, the stronger the trees and that the timber, good timber doesn't grow with ease. Um, yeah, honestly, I even don't remember who wrote this quote, but um, I like it because it expresses the idea that different challenges in our lives um they are hard to overcome but um they are very useful for us because uh, they make us stronger and um when i for example overcome my fears or when i deal with some problems uh, and i need like to solve the problem or to find another way to um I don't know, to do something or I need to talk to someone to um, to understand something. And when I see that it's like was a problem for me then and then I overcame my fear and um, and like um, deal with that problem pretty well. And now it's either easier for me to do such things. And it's also kind of development. That's why I think it's very important not to be scared of um different challenges and it's exactly what is said in this quote um, that different challenges make us stronger and that's why it's easier um, in the future for us um, to to deal with such problems and to make a decision and to change something if you want to do it thank you and did you feel that your life had more of those problems and challenges than other people or just that you felt them stronger or how was your reaction or understanding of it? 
Oh, I don't think that my life has more problems or challenges than other people's life uh, lives. Um, I think everyone has its own problems <laughs> and its own challenges, but I don't think it's like a real problem to have a lot of problems. Um, not when it's like serious problems with health, for example, um, but when it's kind of fear or mm, when it's something that you've never done before and you're scared of doing it, then it's okay. And then I think it's pretty cool to have such challenges in your life um, because, as it said in that quote, it makes you stronger. So why not? <laughs> why not to try? Thank you. So unless it's like a serious health issue or a family death or whatever that is bad, but any fears or emotional challenges or problems that are possible to overcome to you, that's cool and a positive thing because it helps us grow stronger, correct? Yeah, exactly. What is the meaning of us becoming stronger? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's kind of feeling when you understand then you can do more than you could like yesterday. <laughs> And um, this feeling when you know that um, you can, I don't know, ask somebody for money uh, to help to um, organize your project, for example, or maybe, um, I don't know, call somebody to, um, to, ask, to ask for help or maybe to solve the problem in physics or in mass or in astronomy, whatever. And um, like... When you understand that you uh, couldn't do it yesterday but can do it now, uh, it makes you feel power, powerful and inspired. And in my opinion, uh, it means that you, you've be become stronger. I love it. Powerful, inspired, becoming stronger. So for you, that feeling or situation where you realize today you are better than you were yesterday is really essential in your life, correct? Um, kind of that, yeah. How is that related to curiosity? I think there is like, mm, there is really mm, straight connection between curiosity and becoming stronger because when you want to know more, when you want to gain new experience, then you understand that uh, even if you like need to overcome some obstacles or fears, um, you feel that you can do it because of your curiosity. And curiosity usually helps to do something and to have enough courage to do new things. Um, that's why I think that curiosity really helps to become stronger. Thank you. And then it seems to me that curiosity is related to inspiration. How are they related? I can tell about my experience. So usually when I learn something new, I feel proud of myself. And uh, then I feel that I can do more and um, I can solve more problems. And it also makes me feel more powerful And, um, like, I feel that I have that inspiration to learn new things and to do something new. 
and to communicate with people more and to take part in different things. Um, and that's why curiosity also mm, makes me feel inspired. Thank you. So if I heard you correctly, it begins with curiosity and then you learn something new and therefore you feel more powerful and proud of yourself which inspires you towards bigger goals and feeling you can do anything and progress forward. Is this correct? Um, yeah. Thank you. And tell me about Mars. <laughs> um, Mars is a kind of um, ch child dream. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I can s say that it's not serious. No, it's pretty serious. But I also can say that I like... Um, can tell you now about my travel travel to Mars? No, <laughs> uh, like I still don't understand uh, how it may be possible. Um, but um, I think it would be great to go to Mars, um, or to to take part in another adventure, like the same adventure, for example, I don't know, to go to go to Antarctic or um, something like that. So I really want to have that. Um, big adventure in my life that's why um i would be really happy to go to mars or or to antarctic as i said uh, or to another exotic country but mars is like i don't know the highest point it's something uh perfect um something that in my opinion would really i don't know make me crazy make me happy but um from another point of view um, I think that Mars is a kind of a big, big, big dream. And um, it's great when you have really big dreams. And even if, in, I don't know, in the end of your life, you understand that you haven't achieved that dream yet. And maybe you won't have a chan chance to do it in the future. Um, but you understand that you, you've done whatever you could. And, um, and you, like became pretty strong and uh, you you've achieved a lot of cool things and you um your life was really interesting and such big dreams they makes person um go uh, go forward move forward and to do crazy things and that's why i think it's important to have a big dream even if you understand that maybe it's not really possible <laughs> But it's still important to believe that it may be possible. Thank you. So is curiosity, which helps you learn more and become stronger, in a way is preparing you for those big adventures in life? I think yes. And I also think that um, maybe that curiosity um, like was a, um, kind of create, created my uh, dream about all these big adventures. So um, if I was not curious, I wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't dream about such big adventures. Thank you. And were you born super curious like that or did it grow over time or did it begin when you began reading? Like what about it that did it evolve over your life? Tell me your story and history with curiosity. Oh, I don't know if I was born curious. <laughs> um, it's better to ask my friend, my parents about it. Um, but um, I can say that I was like 
For example, I can say that I um, loved reading a lot when I was a child. To be honest, I hated reading when I was a child, like, um, I don't know, six years old or seven years old, even eight years old. I still hated reading. Um, but uh, I was like, um, I, I really liked um, traveling, for example, and t- taking a risk. Um I liked traveling into uh, I like traveling to the mountains for example with my father and uh, there was a lot of such cool things in my life that um, helped me to understand that I really like something new and something unusual and then when I uh, read my first book uh, like real book not a school uh, curriculum um, then I understood that books are really interesting too and um, Maybe it also helped me to uh, develop my curiosity. Um, but I can say that maybe I was not born curious, but my parents made me curious. So they taught me that there is a lot of interesting things in the world and that I can like learn more if I want to. And um, maybe it made me curious. I don't know. Thank you. And what's interesting for you about taking risks, as well as what's the meaning of something interesting? You said there are a lot of interesting things in the world where for Kate, what is the meaning of interesting? Oh, um, I think for kids, interesting is like everything that you've never done before. Um, So like really everything. Um, I don't know, to eat something new, to go in a new place, um, to fly um, by plane, for example, or uh, kind of that. And for me now, interesting is also kind of new things. So um, I like, um, like getting new experience and trying something new and interesting is like for me it's really about something unusual new and unusual thank you and if you're not doing something new and unusual what happens do you feel bored do you feel not alive what do you feel um yeah um usually i feel a little bit bored um and it's true and sometimes it's problem because when i need to spend a lot of time studying for example and rewriting a lot of things i i already know um it's a little bit hard to concentrate concentrate on what i'm doing and um yeah sometimes it's a problem for me that i always want to do something new and that's why i can like spend several weeks for example um only studying so i always need to do something else and um it's cool from one point of view but from another um when i really need to study a lot it's hard because i need to spend like some time doing something else and it may be hard to combine these things thank you and Is it also in other parts of your life? You're always trying some new things in dance, always trying new things in running, in food, in whatever you do that you like. I always try to try new things, yeah. (laughs) But um, sometimes um, if I understand that it's like, um, I can take a risk, but sometimes when I understand that it's not like, I don't know, 
clever risk. It's not clever to do such things. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't do such things. So it depends on what I, I want to try. And um, I think maybe my personal values help me, help me to understand what I want to do and what I don't want to do. And they like guide me uh, in that um, adventures, in that new experience. And they help me to... Mm, to understand what I really want to try. But usually I I try everything. And um, yeah, uh, usually it's worth it. However, sometimes it's not. <laughs> it depends on the case. You mentioned your personal values. What are they? I mean something like, for example, healthy style of life uh, or being honest with myself, my parents and my close friends or or taking adventures too and being curious it's also kind of my personal value thank you and we spoke about your need for uh, new things otherwise you get bored well usually that means it's difficult to finish projects that you begin after some point because they get boring and not exciting anymore, or as you mentioned, revising knowledge that you already know. What are your tips and tricks? Maybe someone who is bored similar to you might learn from you how to stick with it and do it. What do you do in order to complete and do things when they're not new and exciting anymore? Usually I try to take a break when I feel that I'm like exhausted really exhausted with that project that i'm working on yeah i try to spend some time with my family and it helps or with my friends um or with myself like um i don't know walking running dancing or reading something interesting but also uh, i'm pretty stubborn and uh in my opinion it's a good value because it helps to um to finish everything you do because you understand that like how come you can do it like you need to do it because you started it and then you need to finish it and this um like this trait of being stubborn it sometimes really helps me to finish what i've started do you like that you're stubborn more yes than no i like your confidence are you a confident girl um I try to be a confident girl, but sometimes it's a little bit hard. How do you develop your confidence? Usually, um, my my friends help me to develop my confidence. And in this point, it's really important to have good friends um, who can help you and who can tell you what you're doing good and what you're doing bad and when you're right and when you're wrong. And... Um, such friends really help me uh, to develop my confidence too. Um, and also it's very important to work with, with myself, like to try to understand why do I feel scared of something or, or why do I think that I'm, I don't know, worse than someone else. And when I think about it, I understand that I need to believe in myself more and that I need to trust myself more. And it also helps to develop my confidence. 
I agree. And you spoke about your friends now or close friends three times. Yeah. So to ask you, do you have many friends? First, I'll ask a lot about friends now, but do you have many friends or a few? I would say a few. Like I have a lot of, um, I know a lot of cool people um, that I can talk to, like um, acquaintances from different projects, for example, like people who were in, with me in one team or kind of that. But um, talking about friends, I would say that I have a few friends, like really close friends. Um, I'm not always like, um, I'm not always honest with them at all, but um, I feel that it's really important to share um, all your thoughts and all your feelings with close friends. And it really helps me when I um, understand that there is a hard period in my life, for example, and um, only like mm, talking with my friends helps me. Thank you. And what separates people, the cool people you communicate with, from those who become close friends? Usually I understand that person is a close friends friend to me. Um, through my feelings, maybe, because, um, as I said, I like smiling a lot. And when I'm um, surrounded by new people, I always smile. And I always try to be, like, um, optimistic and uh, talkative, I don't know, and all that values and traits. Um, but when I'm with my with close friends, I can, um, I can also share like some bad feelings maybe with them. And if I can trust person and if I feel that um, I can tell about all that makes me sad, then I understand that um, this person is really important to me. Thank you. And have you had experiences where you met new people and you felt calm and relaxed with them and able to share your sadness and all that? Or do you need time to open up slowly to people um usually i need some time and it's hard for me to um to trust person if uh, if i just met met it met him or her and um yeah usually i need time thank you so much and since you get bored somewhat easily how did you handle the pandemic and lockdowns to be honest, I like all that lockdowns. Uh, like, um, I found a lot of new things. And for example, running. So last year I started running and I understood that it's pretty cool and I like it. And uh, th thanks to lockdown, uh, I had more time for such things. And I read more books, for example. And um, I tried a lot of new things. And I like lockdowns. However, I really hate distant learning, like remote learning and all that uh, Zoom and Google Meet. And I like can't stand them anymore. Um, it's very hard for me to spend a lot of time uh, in my laptop. Uh, really hard. Thank you. And if you are to give advice to people who don't really have many adventures in their lives, or maybe they want to cultivate their curiosity and risk-taking, what would you say? And 
What beliefs would you share that encourage you to go after that risk-taking, after those adventures and big dreams? Maybe I would say uh, try not to be scared, um, scared of being strange and weird. Um, even if you want to, I don't know, dance in the middle of the street, just dance if you feel that you want to dance. And um, when you're not scared of doing strange things, it really helps to find adventures in your life. And um, usually I like have kind of plans for a day with all that I don't know meetings lessons and tasks I need to do but um, when someone come comes to me and says that there is an interesting opportunity for I don't know for chilling or volunteering or working or spending time with uh, like new people uh, I usually try to take this opportunity uh, even if I know that um, I had a plan for a day and if I know that this plan would not be exactly the same as I wanted it to be. Um, usually I try to take this opportunity and try to um, do something new, uh, even if I uh, didn't uh, expect that I would do it like yesterday. And um, it helps when you are not scared of doing unexpected things and when you're not scared of being uh, strange. Yeah. Thank you. So it's about embracing being weird, not trying to conform and just being stubbornly, authentically yourself, correct? Yeah, a lot of things, I know. <laughs> Thank you. That was absolutely wonderful. And if people want to follow you on social media or to know you more, what is the best social media to do that? And is there any project you would like to raise awareness about feel free to share that information now or just, you know, say any concluding remarks. <laughs> um, so the best social media for me is um, Instagram. And if you want, you can find me there. Um, and I don't think I can share like um, some projects um, that I'd like to tell about, but um, maybe I would like to say that... Um, I would like to say that um, if you want, you really can find me on Instagram and I would be really happy to um, to get to know new people. And um, there is also a lot of um, different stories from different projects uh, on my Instagram page. And if you're interested in any projects I took part in, I'll be very happy to tell about them more. Um, but also, um, I want to say that um, it's just very important for everyone to understand um, what he or she wants and what he or she dreams about. And um, it's a kind of stereotype that it's very important to be proactive or, or just active and t take part in different projects. No, uh, if you're happy with doing like... Um, with doing daily routine, it's okay. And it's great. Um, like the main point of, um, of our lives, in my opinion, is being happy. And I would be happy if like this podcast or I don't know, something else will make you happy. And maybe that's all. Thank you, Kate. It was wonderful, a blessing, a blissful time. 
and the beautiful conversation. And I wish you a great day. Thank you.